WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. A $500,000 grant has been made to the nonprofit Harbor Impact Foundation in Benton Harbor by the American Electric Power Foundation as Harbor Impact seeks to develop an indoor sports complex for the community. Chair Rodney Alexander tells us the goal is to raise around $5 million for phase one of the project, and now it's gotten a big boost. We're very grateful for AP, like beyond grateful. They see our work in the community, they see what we're trying to do, and they are behind us. We're beyond grateful. This actually helps significantly. It actually starts now as far as programming. It starts doing things now. They definitely started the ball to get rolling. The plan is to develop a space for local athletes to compete without having to travel. Phase one is between four and six basketball courts, which is actually volleyball courts as well. We want to basically build a big sports facility right here. That way we can actually do things here and bring people to our greater community and not have to travel every weekend. Later phases of the project would bring an indoor football and soccer field with a track around it. They also plan to have space for high-speed internet use and STEM classes. AEP Chief Nuclear Officer Shane Lies says the foundation is thrilled to support the project as sports is a, quote, great way to bring kids, families, and communities together. A location for the planned sports complex has been identified, but Alexander can't say yet where it is. To support the project, go to harborimpactfoundation.org. Former Lakeshore second-grade teacher Perry Hepler has pleaded guilty to one count of second-degree criminal sexual conduct as part of a deal with prosecutors. The Berrien County Prosecutor's Office tells us the 66-year-old Hepler has had one count of first-degree criminal sexual conduct and two additional counts of second-degree dropped. The deal calls for a sentence of 42 months to six years in prison with a maximum of 15 years. He was charged in February on accusations he'd sexually assaulted an underage student. The school district says the incident did not happen on school property or during a school event. Hepler's bond has been revoked, and he's in the Berrien County Jail now. He'll be sentenced on June 12th. Noise and speeding vehicles along Lyons Park Drive are weighing heavily on the minds of some St. Joseph residents. At a meeting this week, the St. Joe City Commission heard about a half hour of comments from residents fed up with what they described as dangerous drivers speeding down the street with loud engines. Resident Ashley Atkinson said someone's going to get hurt. It's definitely a seasonal issue, but it's getting scarier and scarier every year that we're there with our kids. I'm in between First Street and Lake, and the acceleration that occurs down the street, along with the noise, is jaw-dropping. It's frightening. Others described vehicle engines that sound like gunfire and cars drag racing in the street. St. Joseph Department of Public Safety Director Steve Newbecker said the department has one officer assigned below the bluff each night, and they have a speed sign at Lyons Park Drive. He said he'll report back at the next meeting with information from speed studies, and he thinks people will be surprised. City Manager Don Hodgson said state law limits how loud a vehicle can be, and that limit is quite high. He said the city can't supersede the state law with a rule of its own. More will be presented in two weeks at the next commission meeting. Meanwhile, six candidates have filed to run for seats on the St. Joseph City Commission this November. The city clerk's office tells us they are incumbent Commissioner Brooke Thomas, as well as Michael Fernandez, James Christopher Lannert, Sean Osborne, Tess Ulrey, and David Yardley. The top three vote-getters will be elected as there are three seats up for grabs. The top two vote-getters will win four-year terms, while the third biggest vote-getter will get a two-year term. There will be no primary this year because of the number of candidates who filed. The Berrien County Election Commission has rejected a recall petition language filed against Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education trustee Trenton Bowens. At a hearing this week, the body determined the language was too vague for a recall against Bowens to proceed. 
It stated Bowens should be removed from office for voting against a boiler replacement at the high school. However, just hours after the petition was shot down this week, another recall petition against Bowens was filed, this time by fellow board member Elnora Gavin. It says Bowens should be recalled for voting against the boiler replacement, something that is needed at the school. A clarity hearing on this second petition has not yet been scheduled, although it will be in mid-May. A new program at Southwestern Michigan College aims to help new students be better prepared for the college experience. SMC Dean of Student Development Katie Hanna tells us Roadrunner Ready is a five-week course during the summer that seeks to help those students who have fallen behind in the past couple of years. That's designed primarily to help students that were in high school during COVID that might have some learning loss in the areas of math and English. And so this program is designed to sort of jumpstart that college experience with getting extra help in math and English, as well as an in-depth introduction to all of the student resources that we have here at The program is Mondays through Thursdays and will include free breakfast and gas cards for getting to the sessions. It's all grant-funded and free. Hannah says many students have struggled to get caught up in math and English since in-person school was canceled during COVID. There's also the general confusion of starting college that comes for all students. Those who are interested in Roadrunner Ready can sign up online. Students who complete the program will receive scholarships of up to $1,000. Now that the crowdfunding campaign for the Bridgman Courtyard Project has been successful, it's time to celebrate. A ribbon-cutting is planned for June 26 for the public gathering space on Lake Street between Rochfort's and Accents. The Greater Bridgman Area Chamber and Growth Alliance's Tara Heiser tells us the crowdfunding campaign aimed for $50,000 and raised $53,000. That also means a matching grant of $50,000 has been awarded to the project by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, Work is already underway. Construction is already underway. We started with the concrete several weeks ago. Now the wooden pergola structure is being constructed off-site, and that will be erected later once the concrete is ready. And next month, the high school art club is going to paint a really fun, bright, and colorful mural on the ground to make it look like a rug. Heiser says the courtyard started as a way for people to gather outdoors during the pandemic. Over time, ideas came to develop the space. When it's finished, anyone will be able to get a drink from the Bridgman Social District and relax in the courtyard. They're planning to host live music there every Saturday. The ribbon cutting on June 26th will be at 4 p.m. and will include a dedication ceremony in honor of Mark Hooray, a big community supporter who recently died. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture into Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Joe Biden at the White House today was asked about his recent announcement to seek re-election in 2024. More from ABC's Karen Travers. Asked about polling that shows 70 percent of Americans believe he should not run for a second term, including 51 percent of Democrats, President Biden said Americans will determine whether he has it or doesn't have it in his re-election race. We're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it. I respect them taking a hard look at it. I take a hard look at it as well. I took a hard look at it before I decided to run. The president defended his job approval ratings, which are under 50 percent, saying he has a strong legislative record to run on and that Americans like the things he's signed into law. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Montana Republican leaders have voted to bar a transgender state lawmaker who was silenced on the state house floor for comments against the bill to ban gender affirming medical care for children. A protest against Democratic Representative Zoe Zephyr being silenced 
disrupted the House session on Monday, and she stood defiantly on the floor with microphone raised overhead. On Tuesday night, Zephyr tweeted a letter she received from House leaders about possible disciplinary action against her. She said she'll be given a chance to speak. The House gallery will be closed to the public for today's deliberations over her conduct. On Capitol Hill today, nearly 200 Democrats are joining President Biden in calling for a clean debt ceiling hike as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy presses ahead with his plan. McCarthy's bill calls for more than $4 trillion in federal spending cuts to raise the nation's debt limit. More if maybe sees Justin Finch from Washington. After a marathon overnight House Rules Committee review and major changes to Speaker Kevin McCarthy's debt ceiling bill, McCarthy left a closed-door meeting Wednesday confident his party will back the plan. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise saying a full vote could come as soon as today. But there are holdouts, including South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace and Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. McCarthy can only afford four Republican no's to advance the bill. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. President Joe Biden and South Korea's Yoon Suk-yeol have unveiled a new plan to counter North Korea's persistent nuclear threat. The leaders announced a new agreement today. It includes plans to periodically dock U.S. nuclear-armed submarines in South Korea for the first time in decades, bolster training between the two countries, and more. The declaration was unveiled at a moment of heightened anxiety as North Korea has increased its pace of ballistic missile tests. Biden said a, quote, nuclear attack by North Korea against the United States or its allies and partners is unacceptable and would result in the end of whatever regime were to take such an action. The Walt Disney Company is suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for retaliation. ABC's Sherry Preston says it's more fallout over the state's don't-say-gay law. After Disney spoke out against the law banning discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in grade schools, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis moved to set up a special board that would oversee operations and development at Disney World. Disney, which owns ABC News, has always had complete control and tried to maneuver its way around that board. But when the board recently moved to void contracts already in development, Disney filed suit, saying that DeSantis's actions were retaliatory, anti-business and unconstitutional. DeSantis issued his own statement, saying... No company has the right to maintain special privileges not held by other businesses in the state. Sherry Preston, ABC News. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says he and Chinese leader Xi Jinping have had a long and meaningful phone conversation in their first known contact since Russia invaded Ukraine. In the call, Beijing said it wanted to send an envoy to Kiev to serve as a mediator to pursue a political settlement. The development came a month after Xi visited Moscow. That also comes as Ukraine is readying its forces for an expected spring counteroffensive. Russia's foreign ministry commended China's approach but was scathing about Ukraine's stance. Western analysts expressed skepticism about the prospects for peace. False reports of shootings and bomb threats are on the rise, doubling from this time last year, according to some experts. ABC's Mike Dabuski explains it's all aided by new artificial intelligence technology. Swatting, as it's known, is nothing new. But what is new is computer programs that use artificial intelligence to mimic voices. Former FBI agent James Turgel. These are not, you know, old analog phones that are being used to call these in. AI voice programs are easy to find online, and many of them are free to use. This is all voice over the Internet. Um, It's all using AI and and other tools. Those other tools, experts say, include free and open-sourced software like the Tor network, which can make perpetrators' calls practically untraceable. Mike Dabuski, ABC News. The Supreme Court seems likely to give a 94-year-old Minneapolis woman another day in court to try to recoup some money after the county sold her condominium over a small unpaid tax bill and then kept all the $40,000 proceeds. 
The justices seemed in broad agreement today with arguments by the lawyer for Geraldine Tyler that Hennepin County, Minnesota violated the Constitution's prohibition on the taking of private property without just compensation. The county said Tyler could have sold the property or refinanced her mortgage to pay the tax bill. A legal foundation representing Tyler says roughly a dozen states allow local jurisdictions to keep the excess money. And the disgraced founder of Theranos, who claimed her company could run multiple blood tests from one drop of blood, won't have to report to prison this week as planned, as we are here from ABC's Alex Stone. Elizabeth Holmes was supposed to report to a federal women's prison in Texas tomorrow, but as she appeals her fraud conviction to the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, her prison reporting date has been automatically stayed, meaning she won't report to prison until the appellate court decides on her appeal. Holmes was sentenced to 11 years in prison after her conviction on four counts of defrauding investors who put money into Theranos. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.